0: Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read me romance.
1: Hey, lady listeners. It's Friday. Ahoy. Ahoy. (laughs) We're on a real fishing theme this week.
0: We were just discussing crab legs. You're discussing <laughs> crab
1: legs and yeah, deadliest catch. Root, root. One
0: of the let me say, one of the best times in my life I've ever had crab legs. So I'm not one to go on a cruise ships. to get really motion sick um so but I went on one it was my mom's 60th birthday and we had gone out and you know you get really dressed up it was our fancy night so my whole family's there and we sit down and my brother orders crab legs and I was like we're all dressed so nice like I don't want to crack crab legs while I'm dressed in like a sequin ensemble we're like okay and we all are different stuff and they bring the crab legs out and they had sawed them in half So, like, all he had to do was just scoop them out. And everybody at the table was like, we're going to need one, two, please. (laughs) And So, like, we all just turned around and ordered them. But I had that same thing happen when I was with Mel. I think it was the restaurant that we went to that was in the casino that you and I went to, Mel, that had the lump crab. It was like – or the – the king crab legs or whatever I think they did the same thing mm-hmm. where they had pre-cracked them for you so all you had to usually yeah. they are
2: if you if you're at a nice restaurant it should be yeah. pre-cracked I always that, get cracked no matter what I, if it's on yeah. the menu king uh-huh, I'm getting it for sure it's so good it's so good you're you're that. <laughs> well I got it we ate it at chef ramsey's once and they put like pre-order butter on it and it's all out there's no shell at all and they stack shit. It like it's a piece of shit and then they put this butter thing on it <laughs> i have so hungry worse.
0: my husband came in with taco bell a few minutes ago and i'm just like salivating thinking about what's your order of taco bell oh it, it changes up i almost always there's always a standby where i get a bean burrito with no onions that's i'm going to get that no matter what every single time and then i'm usually going to get a baja blast because I love that at talk Bell. And then I'll get, sometimes it's it just depends on my mood. So I'll add or take away depending on that. I love the chalupas there.
2: You want me to tell you something terrible I did yesterday? Tell me. Was it? Tell I think me. it was yesterday or the day before. So we haven't done takeout here. And uh-huh. I just started eating takeout again, like, recently.
3: And I had to uh-huh. go
2: into the city, like, the city, city, yesterday. And I was like, I'm going to stop and get Cheesecake Factory. And I get on there I order so the much. menu. And by the time I was done with my cart, and I checked out, I was at almost $200. What did
0: you get? Oh my God, no. And And cheesecake, like candy? whole cheesecakes? What did you get?
1: Tell me I just got everything.
2: Did you everything. get stuff for like a couple
1: of meals or just yes, yourself? I
2: got everything. I got like four oh cheesecakes, cheesecake. I got everybody like their meals. And then I was like,
0: think about all the money you saved though over the past couple I months know. of not eating there. This is I actually really yourself. noticed
2: it. Like, I was like, I have saved so much money. Yep. I have saved yep. have so two. much money yeah. with no Starbucks mm-hmm. and takeout. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> yep. So I didn't feel bad when I spent this crazy order. I was like, I was just ashamed that I ordered so much. No, That's gonna I'm be my so excuse impressed. for the next
1: year. I'm gonna be like, I spent I didn't spend anything in quarantine, so <laughs> I'm buying this jacuzzi.
2: I, said, I haven't had Chinese food and burger I need the orange chicken. And I was like, "Oh, I need yes. that burger. Oh, I need my." That's the thing salad. about Cheesecake Factory.
0: They have seven hundred things for every uh, uh, ethnic thing they have on there. Like everything you can think of is on that menu. And it's the Mexican, best. Italian, and then like I was, yeah. Ed, go for it. The
1: empanadas are my favorite. The empanadas. Well, the thing is, they always have the perfect sauce to go, dipping sauce to go with everything too. Uh-huh. And I like, I like live for dipping sauces. Their I appetizers are so good. Did you get so like ten
0: appetizers? I got like, appetizers four appetizers. I ate crab oh in
2: the car I'm, right Like I stopped and I washed my hands because <laughs> I was scared. I like washed my hands and I sanitized them. And then I had to wait so it
1: wouldn't taste like hand
2: sanitizer. Yeah. And I was eating. you still ate them in I the car. You picked it. them
0: up
1: by hand. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: So so what? Is, so did you? How did you feel after you ate it? I was sick, so and said, then I was yeah. still
2: territorial over it because I got like the kids were like, "Can I have this whole?" Like, you don't need a whole piece. You can cut it up and we can share cheesecake. The different stuff. And you're like, "I don't even want <laughs> <laughs> You're like
0: standing by, standing guard. Don't come near my <laughs> I love that. I need
1: to bake my husband a cake for his birthday, so oh, one of fuck. you guys is gonna have to send me a cake recipe. Does
0: he like strawberries?
1: I'm not eating strawberries ever again because, did you see the video? No. I don't know if I want to tell you. Here comes Tessa. Here comes bad news, Tessa. (laughs) Here comes Debbie Donner. No, I mean, it's been all over the news this week because somebody on TikTok, here we go again with TikTok. Oh, God. Played this video of when you put strawberries in salt water all these little maggots crawl out of them that's not real no it is real and tom brady has been (laughs) saying it for years and no one was listening and i don't like tom brady but he did say he did tell us so
0: (laughs) know how that's possible no look how at the video it? you'll
1: see it and it, it's like it's these little sp- spindly worms Th- crawl i don't out.
0: believe it i don't believe it
1: i don't know but i'm even if it's not true now i can't unsee it it's like it's in my head
2: i'm guessing it's like seeds or something and they look like I'm they're sure alive it is, but yeah. they're not or like they just sped it up and it looks like they're they're actually like i'm growing. guessing that this something in the strawberry has a reaction and those white little seeds come out and they do like yeah. a spin because it's like Think about when you bite into a strawberry. They're, like, like taking root. Yeah. I'm guessing something is reacting.
1: I mean, like, as they're telling the story, it is fact already that these are maggots. Like, that's what has been
0: revealed here. Yes. That's not true. I'm going to Snopes this. Hold on. I'm going to Snopes this right now.
1: No, don't put me wrong in the air.
0: (laughs) We're going to do this real time because we're not going to do strawberries have bugs. First thing that popped up. Let's see. Stay calm, experts (laughs) say. This is the first thing. The strawberries in your fridge may have some unfriendly pests in them. A TikTok phenomenon has exposed a little-known fly as the spotted wing drove it lays eggs inside strawberries. They hatch and crawl out of strawberries when washed in warm salt water for around a half an hour. See, there's a whole thing. It's not true. What? It just, you just read the whole thing that it was true. That was the theory. It says there was a bug on it it's a bug on it it's not the strawberries just wash your strawberries why don't you wash your fruit i do wash them spray them with vinegar that kills everything oh no
1: look well now uh, you're never going to eat them again just tell me a cake recipe without strawberries <laughs> no no now i'm definitely
0: not
2: <laughs> have you tried milk you can order a cake from them oh yeah oh, yeah.
1: i might order from milk Bar, but i was trying That's to a make good an idea. effort but then if i'm going to make dinner then i'm not going to make a cake too yeah true um yeah, Just I actually. I think I sent you the link for that Mel, the milk 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 bar in New York City. That Is has that all the, the one? Cookies? That,
0: oh, that's the one I said they don't deliver to my zip code. And you're like, that's not how this works. They deliver everywhere. And I was like, oh okay. Yeah. But I actually put in the zip code, to, and it tells you if there's restaurants in your area that use it, and they don't. Uh, yeah.
2: <clears throat> but okay. you
0: actually ordered a cake from there, Mel. You ordered that coconut cake, right? And it was really good. No, I
2: got the coconut cake from somewhere else. Somebody sent me a milk cake yesterday
0: oh well what the fuck no no wait no the, one sends the coconut cake. cake the coconut cake is the one that you sent tessa where it was like the place you can order from that sends you food from all over the country gold belly. that's it gold belly I that was the from one you got from. okay that wasn't me i do gold belly i probably i haven't. sent you drizzly
1: okay. Aliyah, that it's like a drizzly the app where you can find liquor stores that deliver oh yeah that's what i sent you Okay. Well, I'm glad we put it. Glad,
0: glad, glad that's cleared <laughs> up. Hey, how who are we here for?
1: Selby <laughs> Dunbar, LB Dunbar Week here on Read Me Romance. She has brought us the second half of Justice for Cora, which we're gonna play for you in a little while. But I also want to tell you guys to go get the book Silver Mayor. Came out yesterday. It came out yesterday. It's about a mayor who wants to be a little bad. And it's it's, um, part of the series, The Silver Foxes of Blue Ridge, which I, like... I love that. If you don't want that on your Kindle,
0: <laughs> you can't be friends. You don't deserve a Kindle. You don't deserve
1: it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's, um, there's lots of good stuff. She, all her books are on Kindle Unlimited, like Mel said on Monday. Um, free this week is Second Chance, and, like, we've been telling you, she writes for over 40s, so, um get some of that in your life. It's really refreshing. I mean, I think like you're you get used to reading one thing. Um you get used to kind of like coming-of-age stories with your hero and heroines, but it's also really nice to read people that are like settled into their personalities.
0: Yeah, or even, yeah. like that are you know either starting later in life or having sort of a second chance romance after you know, maybe they were married before and it didn't turn out like they wanted, you know, to be able to fund your love and your happily ever after at any age. I think that's awesome.
1: There's something that's so, like, nice about a man who's willing to, um, like, break down a woman's walls. Like, if she has a lot of baggage and he's like, I'm going to keep coming back. Yeah. I'm going to keep coming back. And, like, there's something that's so – like, or just being more
0: confident, you know, it, like even the age I am now versus, you know, when I was 18 and, you know, the difference in, in who I am and and how I see myself. Like, I think that's what would be so attractive about a romance with, with people that are older is just being more confident in who you are and what you want out of life and not putting up with I was bullshit. Just, that was going through my head. Not putting up with yeah. bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep, not taking. What would bullshit. you guys?
1: What would you? What do you think you would be like on a date at this age?
2: Oh my god! Because like oh we've god. all been married.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we've all been married for a while, and yeah. like I don't. Bear- all of us
0: over ten years. I was
1: yeah, so I'm thirteen. I think thirteen now, and yeah, me too. but I don't barely remember like what I can't remember what I was like on those early dates. And but I'm, I know I was not anything like I am now. Yeah. And I didn't have the confidence I have now. And I didn't have, um, I don't know, just like it, th- interesting things to talk about.
0: <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if it's that necessarily or is like, because I, I still have interesting conversations with, with people I meet. You know, I don't know in a romantic situation how it would
1: play out. But no, I mean, back then, I mean, I didn't have a lot of life experience. Oh, yeah, So I, see, I didn't yeah, have a lot of things to talk about. Whereas now I feel like I have a broad range of knowledge and expertise on things exactly yeah yeah. for
0: sure and i feel more like steadfast in my opinions on things you know like not that my opinions won't change but you know at least the things i i really like and that i believe in i feel really strongly about and i feel like that that's interesting me to discuss but i also feel like I, I would have tried more a long time ago and I feel like if I were to go on a date now I'd be like what do you got? Yeah, what I think it would to be the same table? Way too. Be like, You know, i I just kick back like what are you bringing to me? Because I'm not hungry. You're like, I'm not going after you, alright? This this lioness is
1: just chilling. I think it would be
0: hard. What are you bringing me? Because
2: I'd be like I'll yeah, just be by yeah. myself. I'm not a- Shit. Get exactly. Out of here. Yeah. If, if yeah, a but then the man's reaction will
1: immediately be like, "Well, fuck this." <laughs> That's fine. So it's I like don't... maybe we just can't date now. That's like what maybe... I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think
0: so too. I think I'm past the point of ever being able to date again.
1: Yeah. Well, we no- hopefully we don't. Never... Or it
0: would take. Yeah. Or it would take a really special. Man, to could you imagine break your wants down? You'd
2: be like, Do so you got health insurance?
0: <laughs> yeah, what's your retirement <laughs> plan like?
1: <laughs> I think I would just be like, I think I would just be like, um, waiting for him to, to say something stupid or make a misstep and then i would just jump all over i'd be like well that contradicts what you said before so you know like i would be such a like you're just waiting so to prove nauseous. him wrong yeah <laughs> just waiting to for him to say something that I. this could. is
0: speaking a lot about you that
1: right <laughs> <now. laughs> no, you're just waiting to prove no, I'd be, someone or i mean just looking for signs that they're a psychopath you know like i'd be yeah. like well i'd be like yawning and see if they yawn back
0: <laughs> i think i would just be like even now i don't know of a scenario where i i'd look at a man and be like god i just want a relationship with him <laughs> nothing about like i mean i could look at a dude and be like yeah i'd, you, I'd you want to see what that dude have you ever thought about it
2: though like <laughs> I, god i was talking to somebody a little while back and i was like i haven't met anybody or maybe it's just i'm not open that in the past two or three years that i'd be like if i was single like i go on a date with him like, I can't yeah. name one. <laughs> no, I can't either. I can't name a single person where I'm like, God, just have
0: to love to have a glass of wine in a conversation. <laughs> it's like, get out of my face.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: do, you, like, do, do you even know when the last time I shaved my asshole was? Get out of here. <laughs> I just wouldn't have time
2: for it. Uh.
1: Oh, my God. Um, yeah, no, I... I mean, I feel like I don't meet a lot of single men. Like, I don't come across as a lot of single men in my life, so I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't be thinking that about a married man, so.
2: Yeah, true. Or even, like, I don't know.
0: Maybe we just don't notice
2: it or something. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's just not on our radar. I'm happy
0: being ignorantly bliss. I'm happy that this is my reaction to it. How about that? I don't have a longing to meet an interesting man—that <laughs> just—that sounds exhausting to me. Having to prop somebody's ego up right now, Jesus Christ! Like that—that that sounds exhausting. I remember like my friends
1: being over and showing me Tinder, and I like this is a while back when Tinder was like just kind of hot. Me, I just looking through local profiles and seeing things and reading this guy saying, um, he goes, "The only time I want my girl to spend on my on the couch is with me." And I think about that all the time and I think he must be so unsatisfied. Like, <laughs> like, can you imagine the nerve of a man being like, I don't want you sitting on the couch unless I'm with you. Like, I want you up doing things. Like, who the fuck are you? Who are you? Yeah. God,
0: what a monster. I think about that once a day. I hope he's miserable.
1: I hope he's <laughs> I hope he's dead. Okay. No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was my brother. <laughs> Gentlemen, we have him here. Oh God, it's Couch Guy. God, I can't imagine having to go on a dating app now. I have friends that use it, that that date through the, and I'm just like, how do you do this all the time? It's it's exhausting watching them do it. My friend
1: started dating somebody um, seriously right before, actually it wasn't right before the quarantine happened, but like you know, not that long.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
1: they they are living together, like they're quarantining. Oh together, shit! But he's like a marathon runner. Oh my! Oh my God. God, he must and be going crazy. Yeah, he ran a marathon in their living room. What? Yeah, to raise money for uh, shit. Now I can't think of it. Ch- I think it's cancer. But he oh ran, God. and he ate. Um, for every mile he did, he ate uh, like a bowl of baked beans what and people donated money yeah
0: oh Jesus that sounds
1: terrible it sounds terrible ter- yeah. all of
0: that running and eating the, the just because you're the running thing. and eating oh, beans eating, it's like a it heavy like, oh.
1: yeah 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 but he was like trying to like you know make it make it interesting I guess to people who are watching but <laughs> oh god I just imagine like you date, you start dating somebody and then I mean not this great person he seems like a really good guy <laughs> I'm I sure but imagine person, but...
0: imagine finding out they're a marathon runner that's horrific enough <laughs>
1: So I'm going to read a book this week called um, How to Build a Girl. Have you guys heard of this book? No. I don't know. It'd be, so so Jonah Hill's sister, Bernie Feldstein, made a movie called How to Build a Girl, and it's based on a book. So it's like a motion picture now. But it's, okay, so can I read the blurb? Because if anybody yeah, wants to read it, no. thing, I'm going to read it this week. <laughs> it's not a romance, but um, it's my friend from Ireland, Fiona, she recommended it to me. What do you do in your teenage years when you realize what your parents taught you wasn't enough? You must go out and find books and poetry and pop songs and bad heroes and build yourself. In 1990, Joanna Morrigan, 14, has shamed herself so badly on local TV that she decides that there's no point in being Joanna anymore and reinvents herself as Dolly Wilde, fast-talking, hard-drinking, gothic hero and full-time lady sex adventurer. (laughs) She will save her poverty-stricken bohemian family by becoming a writer. Like Joe from Little Women or the Brontes, but without dying, but but without the dying young bit. (laughs) By 16, she's smoking cigarettes, getting drunk and working for a music paper. She's writing pornographic letters to rock stars, having all the kinds of sex with all the kinds of men and eviscerating bands and reviews of 600 words or less. Uh, But what happens when Joanna realizes she's built Dolly with a fatal flaw in a box full of records, a wall Oh, is a box full of records, a wall full of posters, and a head full of paperbacks enough to build a girl after all? So, doesn't oh, that sound like great? That.
0: Yeah, that does sound really So, good. I'm going to read
1: the book this week, and then I'm going to watch the movie, because it's supposed to be really great. I've only... It got nominated for a few things, I think, but I didn't... Oh, shit. Yeah.
0: I am currently reading um, my most recent Angela Marson's book, and I know I've talked about her several times on the podcast, but she writes my favorite murder mystery series. It's a British murder mystery series. It's called The Kimstone Stone. She's Detective Inspector Kim Stone. and this is book number 12 in this series, and it's so good. It hits every time. It is always exactly what I want in the narrator her name is Jean Kramer and I adore her because she does um, incredible accents and she's just beautifully fluid like when she speaks and she just she could read to me I want her to read my eulogy basically I love her so much so if you're into it all that was the new one it came out last month and I've been saving it because Angela Marsons is such a great author but she's very stringent on her releases and so I know it's going to be a couple months before there's another one so I've really been trying to hold on to it and I waited as long as I could and when I finished the business of blood I went right into it. Book 12 is called Killing Mind. It's really great so far. So um I'm like halfway through it and I'm just, I'm so deep. I love them. I just, I adore that whole series. There's no romance or sex or anything like that. It's just a murder mystery. She's this detective in London in its present day, and she just solves
1: crimes. Well, but, one of us um, has I'm to read romance Moves. next week, so we can talk about romance books that we? <laughs> we can all not read. Romance. Well, I'm
0: reading. Well, <laughs> I'm a reading Queen I won't talk. I won't talk about this one next week because I'll finish it today, and I'm going to read Queen Moves. So I want to talk about that yeah. next. Okay, cool. So, I'll, I'll come back in Monday hot
1: with it. All right, good.
0: I'll try. What are you guys going to read? You're re- Oh, you're going to read that one over the weekend. Yes, and then but. The Business
1: of Blood probably, and then. um You need uh, to finish Jack and Lily. I will. Yes. I really want yeah. to. I just – I don't know why. I just I, – like I said, I I you got, got obsessed your with this book that I'm writing. The heroine – are you the one that said you didn't like Shit's Creek, Leah?
0: Yeah. I tried it. I just haven't got – I tried it two different times, and I've made – Um, the first time I made it to the third episode – and the second time I made it, like, the sixth episode, and I was like, it's just, I don't know. I, and I don't understand, because it's my humor. Karen Kilgariff wrote it. Like, it's exactly, no, I, it I should so. be what I like. Is this a shout? Do what? I don't think she's a, show. I don't think a writer I don't
1: think Karen Yeah. Yeah, she's a writer on Shit Screen. She likes, she's talked about it on the podcast before, but I don't think she's a writer on
0: No, it. I thought she wrote on it. I don't think Did so. Did she not? Because she talked about it, hold on, I'm going to look this up. I'm pretty sure time. she's Cause not. Because I swear but... I thought she talked about writing it.
2: I'll tell you guys about okay, a show. Tell me. It's called Smother. No, yeah. but I like the sound of it. So this is the first season is out. You can watch it, and then the second season just started, and some of the people from the first season are in the second season. And it's about mothers who are smothering oh, no. their daughters, but their daughters are kind of into it. What? Like I'm talking like one. Oh, I thought you meant smothered. like actually smothering them. Okay,
0: okay. Just like emotionally. <laughs> no, okay, mother. okay. Sorry.
2: So like S with mother. And it's these daughters and moms with these creepy relationships. And they're, like, in their 20s and 30s, these Oh, I don't daughters. know if I want to
1: watch. Oh, that sounds like.
2: And it is hilarious. <laughs> I'm like. So tell me, what people. do they do? Because they have, like, boyfriends and stuff. And they're like, your mom is coming on our date? Oh, no. And they're like, so we're going to move in together? She's like, well, where would my mom stay? Oh, no. <laughs> Are you
0: serious?
2: It's on TLC, yeah. Oh,
0: this sounds like something that is exactly what you want to watch. <laughs>
1: We watched the second season of Dead to Me this week. Do you guys watch
0: Dead to Me with Christina Applegate? I watched the the first season, and I'll say that I liked it. I love Christina Applegate. I think she's incredible. I felt like the season should have been about five or six episodes. I felt like it was, like, there's always something really good that happens right at the end. And then it takes you to the next one. But I feel like... That could have been condensed a lot more. I, I had a hard time with the first season. Well, they're only really half an hour
1: episodes, one? so I feel like if they, they yeah, they do like the thing where they leave it on the cliffhanger at the end of each one because they're like little potato chips. They're so, I mean, we finished the whole season in three nights and it usually takes us a good two, three or four weeks to get through a series. Yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah, they are short episodes. I just felt like the first season, maybe it was a little slow for me, but, but is the second season good? yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, okay Yeah. I love Christine
1: Applegate. I feel like I relate to that character really hard. Just like I don't know, just this mom was just trying to get through the day and just keeps fucking <laughs>
0: And she's such a, like, she just. You like, identified with her. her personality. personality is so abrasive, but she
1: just cannot be anything else, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I can't find where Kieran Kilgarafro's shit's She Creek, She didn't. She right? wrote on baskets, but she, but she didn't. Baskets! Yeah. That's it. Okay. Because I was like, she talked about writing on the show. Okay, okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I don't know why I haven't gotten into Shit's Creep, though.
1: Oh, so my, the only reason I brought it up is because I wanted to write a character like Alexis, the daughter. Uh huh for so long who she's, like no, she's kind of snotty right she's well she's like on the surface she's really shallow uh-huh. and really like um con- like kind of conceited but then she's actually just got this like real uh heart of gold and oh, i
0: identify with that <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well,
1: but i so I, I wanted to write this character so you're going like, me it's like yeah i like I like expensive things, and I like nice dinners, and I like when men compliment me, and be, I like being admired, and that's just—I'm yeah. I'm not apologizing for that's who I am. And don't
0: apologize. For yeah, you.
1: I've been wanting to write a, a, char- a character like that, so I went and I did, and I wrote. I paired her up with the fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> I like so that, that though. That's why I just can't oh, stop writing it. Good, I'm like I have to. It's eighty thousand words, so I—I I feel like I'm—I'm I'm at forty-five thousand right now, but that's like holy two weeks. shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you've gotten deep in it. That's great. I'm just right. Re- I'm
1: waking up at like five in the morning because it's the only time I can get a quiet house. Yeah. Welcome, sister. I know. Anyways. All right. Should we play the second installment of Justice for Cora by no. L.B. Dunbar? <laughs> yeah. We should. Go. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to hit play. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Bye. 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 Three.
3: THE MORNING AFTER THE AFTER I wake alone in my bed, sore and aching in a delicious way. Justice and I shared a surprisingly pleasant dinner, his mood shifting after what he did to me against the piano. He told me a little bit about his childhood, how he grew up in Texas and thought he'd be a horse rancher. I told him my dream was to be a dancer. Instead, I own the Conrad Lodge, As the kids grew, Stan and I worked late hours. I needed something for myself, so I took over the family business. The lodge had been in the family for decades, but had fallen into disrepair as my daddy had some questionable dealings with the mayor of my youth. My mother had died while I was still young enough to need a mother every day. Daddy died in an accident considered suspicious and unresolved. When I inherited the house, Stan and I moved in. As the athletic director at the high school... He couldn't afford this place. We needed to supplement our income, and I needed to keep busy with my children in school. So I slowly rebuilt the lodge. Sound like a resourceful woman. He complimented me. Just trying to build myself a future I didn't know I was going to need. When I finally learned Stan was cheating and just how long he'd played me for a fool, I woke up to the way I'd been treating my daughter and the reality of losing my son. Justice and I didn't speak of Zachary, but I suppose that's how Justice knows a few things about me, as he likes to say. He tells me nothing of his club's business, and I don't ask. There's a line dividing us. However, I did ask him one important question. Why do you invite me to your room that night, the night I arrived looking for someone to take me to bed? Didn't want another man having what I saw. It's a sweet answer but one I don't firmly believe. What'd you like best? I'd always been curious if he remembered that night, and if he did, did he remember something specific? The way you smell. Clean and fresh. Even your pussy smells neat. I stared at him, not expecting that as an answer. What about you? He teased, scooping another hearty helping of mashed potatoes. The sound of your voice... It just did something to me. I shivered even as I tried to explain. That deep rumble traveled to my core, and I wanted the vibration against my skin. He didn't respond to my memory, only let his lips curl in that crooked way he does, and then finished his tenderloin. After dinner, he took me to bed and took me again. Twice. As I roll from my mattress, body creaking and cracking from overuse and bliss, I reach for my robe on the floor where I dropped it last night. Justice and I shared this bed, giving it a new purpose other than sleep. I don't know how I'll make it through this day, but I need to get to church. It's a Sunday. As I descend the stairs, I hear clattering in my kitchen and smell the distinct scent of bacon. Turning into the room, I find coffee perking in the maker and Justice standing without a shirt behind my counter, staring at his phone. Good morning, I say, my voice rough from a night of disuse, other than calling out his name or moaning as he likes. Good morning, gorgeous, he says, head popping up and phone falling to the counter. What you making, I ask, tipping my head toward the stove. Breakfast before I go. It's a double entendre. Sweet that he's making me this meal. Sad that he's leaving me. Rusty will meet me at my bike in about an hour. Crusty Rusty, I blurt and then fix on his eyes. Rusty Miller used to date Dolores Chance, and he's everything his name suggests. Pockmarked and greasy red hair. He used her for almost a decade, and I suddenly wonder if I'll fall under the same spell of being a babe on the side to a biker. Does he know you were here all night? I'm not embarrassed by Jess's being in my house, but I wonder how it would look for him if his brothers on bikes knew he spent the night with me. Don't worry, no one knows I'm here. He says, his expression hardening. That's not what I meant. I defend. I- What, gorgeous? What do you want? Justice circles the peninsula counter and rushes me, his bare chest on display, his jeans zipped, but unbuttoned with a hint of the brief waistband inside. I don't know. I stare up at him. Do we keep doing what we're doing? Let another year pass until we somehow meet again. You want to be a biker, babe? Get on the back of my bike and let all of Blue Ridge see you spread behind me. Don't be crass. I snap, glaring at him. Well, that's who I am. It's not. I say because it isn't. While he might have a filthy mouth and use that mouth on me in dirty ways, he isn't quite the person he portrays to them. Don't be like that with me. I can't be anyone other than who I am, he says, standing a foot from me, but it feels like a canyon between us. And I can only be me. His eyes search my face. And who are you, Corbell Conrad? And just what the fuck are you doing to me? He closes the space between us, mouth crushing mine, forcing me to falter, but he catches me by the cheeks as his fingers dip into my hair. With his tongue down my throat, His hunger is fierce compared to last night, desperate even, and my hands come to his biceps to gently press him back. It's too much. Breathing heavily, he releases my mouth but doesn't loosen his hold. What if this is all the love I get? He whispers, eyes closing. What? I choke. The song. It's titled, What If This Is All The Love I Get? by a band named Snow Patrol look it up to hear the words. With that, he stands straighter, straightens me, and then returns to the bacon like he didn't just kiss the daylights out of me. I watch his back, muscles moving as he pushes the bacon around the pan, and then picks up the bowl to pour eggs in a separate skillet. Turning back for the coffee maker, he pours a second mug and holds it out for me. I walk to him, taking it with gratitude, We don't speak much as he serves me at the counter and takes the stool next to me. What's your plan for today, gorgeous? I go to church on Sundays, then meet a few girls for coffee at the diner afterward. Then I prep for the week and check emails for the lodge. His head turns to me. The lodge? His voice lowers, as if remembering something. His phone beeps and he reaches for it. Shit, damn Rusty. He's never early for anything, and today he is. Says he sees my bike, but doesn't see me. Just as stands, leaving behind his plate and mug. I've got a split, baby. He pulls his shirt from the seat of the chair which held his jacket last night and slips it on. Next, he tugs his jacket off the chair back, and I follow him to the front hall where he slips on his socks, shoves his feet in his boots, and yanks on his gloves. He quickly straightens and faces me. Cora. He starts, but I shake my head, reaching for the loose locks around my face. He brushes them over my ear, then rests his hand on the side of my neck. I don't want it to be a year, baby. Could we meet somewhere? Maybe the lodge. Is he suggesting a clandestine affair, something secret and discreet? Can't promise much more, but I don't want to walk out that door and wonder like I did a year ago. What did you wonder, Justice? If... By some miracle, our paths could cross again. Seems like they have, I say, leaning my face toward his wrist. They have, and I don't want them to uncross, not yet. His voice lowers, and he steps forward. When's a good time? The lodge is my place of business. I'm the owner, everyone knows me. Got do not disturb signs there. Of course, I reply and the corner of his lip curls. Then it won't be a problem. I'll meet you on Friday. Book me a room. I stare up at him. Just book you a room. Under justice. He softly chuckles, shaking his head. No, baby. Under my name. Jason Sparrow. Jason Sparrow, I whisper. Jason. I repeat, looking up at him. Knew I'd like hearing my name on your lips, gorgeous. Now... I'm getting hard and don't have time to do anything about it. I've got to go. Promise to keep you safe. What will he tell his club? His parting words unsettle me, but he lowers for my lips, taking them sweeter this time before breaking free and resting his forehead against mine for one more second. Then he pulls back and tugs open the front door. The sun shines today, but the snow covers everything, and the reflection is blinding. Gonna leave a trail with my boots, but will someone come shovel you out soon? He doesn't want to leave evidence he was here. Henry next door takes care of me. He a young guy. Just his eyes narrow. He's more my father's age and treats me like a daughter. Good man, he says and then turns away. As I watch his retreating back, something heavy falls to my stomach. It isn't, you know? I call after him. Stopping, he turns to face me. This isn't all the love you'll ever get. His lips curl, and he nods, taking a few steps backward while keeping his eyes on me. Then he spins and crosses my yard, disappearing past the dead end of the lane. This isn't it. It just can't be. I've lived too long without love to think what I had was all I'd get. I deserved more, and I had so much I wanted to give. To him... At 41 years old, I'm about to have an affair, and I'm not even married. I'm free to explore with this man, learn what I like, and offer him what I can. We might be from different worlds, but we have one thing in common. Us. With that thought, I smile and close the door on the cold. This has been Justice for Cora by L.B. Dunbar. Read for you by Sophie James.
1: Oh, hey, we're back.
0: Hi.
1: How satisfying was that? Always hits the right spot. So if you want to read more in this series, Cora, the main character from Justice for Korra, obviously, <laughs> she's in a couple of books She's in Silver Mayor And she's in Second Chance Definitely go check out uh, Those are both in Kindle Unlimited But but do, do get Second Chance Because it's free this week only And yeah. um, head to readmeromance.com To uh, enter the giveaway on our homepage And check out the new releases And next week on the podcast We have uh, K.D. Robichau. Oh yeah, yeah. Kayla the hero is a violin player. Oh, yes. sexy. So the name of it is Mor- Mor- Moravian Moravian Rhapsody. Rhapsody? Like, yeah. Oh, like Bohemian Rhapsody. Her, like okay. Bohemian Rhapsody. So he's a musician. And uh, it, it seems like kind of like um, dark and swoony. So that should be fun. I like that. Yeah. So make sure you're here for that. And like and subscribe to this podcast if you can. Tell a friend. Make sure you leave a review. It would be helpful. And uh, I think that's it.
0: Yep. Leah, Leah, tell us to do. Fuck your day up. Make say your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye. 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 Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax
2: and unwind and read me romance. Read, read me romance.